Uh, we'll just start on this tie. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another wonderful news <laughs> with, with the the cast of VGU.TV. Um, it is October 12th at 10.07 p.m. our time, so it is a party late at night. Um, I am your host, as always, Great Web. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Alan Muir. How are you, sir? Uh, still simping. Still simping for that that then girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's always her. And uh, also, hold on, now I'm checking our recording thing. Are we actually recording? Our our girl Billy Jean didn't show up. No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm breaking the fourth wall, but I'm just making sure we're good. And uh, Raul, as as always, I I I want to pronounce your last name all fancy, and then feel like I'll fail, so I just refer to you as Raul. <laughs> but how are you, my man? No, I, now I need to know. But well, now I need to now I need to hear you try it. Well, I think I did the first time and butchered, but I wanted to be like Contreras, like like this fancy. Okay, okay, good. okay, okay. That was as bad. Yeah. <laughs> Like a uh, like Antonio Banderas, but I uh, yeah Contreras. Oh, sorry, I'm moving my microphone all around. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I think I'm good. So we uh, we shall begin this wonderful week with a uh, look at a shit ton of video games coming out for the 16. week of uh, yeah. For the week of October 16th, there's 16 games. So you get a game a day. That's not how it works. But uh, yeah, so we start off with one that we've been talking about for a while now, and we're pretty excited about G.I. Joe Operation Blackout on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox. Alan, you want to give us a little insight and pour your heart about this game? Uh, No, because every game I talk highly about ends up either becoming trash or gets canceled. Oh, is it? Is this? Did you pre-order this, or are you just waiting? No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for reviews. I'm not. I'm not okay. going to pull a fast and fast and furious. Yeah, did I never even asked you? So we, I asked you like last week, I think about Crossroads, but I haven't asked you about Battlegrounds. Did that end up being okay or no? Uh, that game that resulted in me being able to pre-order. Uh. I want to say Cyberpunk. Oh. I just I mean, refund, refunded that after about 10 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, by which that means you returned it. Um, yeah, it was it's... it was not good. Oh, well, um, that's not good. So maybe let's not hype ourselves up for G.I. Joe. But uh, I don't know. It looks, it looks pretty fun. So I'll, uh, I'll reserve my statement for it, I guess, until hopefully... It doesn't get battlegrounded or crossroaded into the dust. Um, so then we have uh, Remothered Broken Porcelain on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox, which is, I believe, a sequel to uh, what's this one called? It's like Remothered Something Dads, Sexy Daddies. Uh, <laughs> it's like shit. Tormented Fathers. Yeah, I was close. Um, but did either of you ever play that game? No. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
<laughs> it, was a, it was a horror game i didn't think anybody really liked but then there was a lot of uh ads for this sequel in like e3 stuff so i didn't know if more people actually played it than i thought but i guess not so we'll move on um <laughs> to uh i i'm guessing a bundle here robotics notes dash and robotics notes elite both on pc ps4 and switch both of which i have no clue what these are um i think they're visual novels oh are they releasing like the same day is there a reasoning for uh yes yeah. huh yeah they're visual novels uh maybe there's a reason why they're released together like pokemon but uh yeah if you're interested in visual novels check them out uh, then we have Torchlight 3, the long-awaited Torchlight sequel on PC, PS4, and Xbox. That is... I Has that just been, like, in early access for a while, or is this, like, a brand-new release? Uh, it's been in beta. Like, Emmett has been talking about it for quite a while. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought it had been, like, in in people's circles for a while, but uh, yeah, now you can finally get your hands on it. Then uh, next up, Werewolf the Apocalypse, Heart of the Forest on PC, Mac, and Linux. This is not to be confused with Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood, which is a game I'm very much looking forward to, um, but Heart of the Forest is more like a text-based adventure thing, like a fire masquerade type thing. Um... Yeah, I think there's a demo out on Steam now, so check that one out. Uh, then we have Cook Serve Delicious 3 on PC, Switch, and Xbox. Supposedly these are good. Supposedly I own the first one, and I've never tried it. Um, then we have Cloud Punk on Switch, PS4, and Xbox. I thought this already came out, or was that just a PC release? Cloud Punk. Ah, it's been out on PC for a while. I saw this one at PAX. It looks very cool. Very Blade Runner-y. Um, then we have Shantae Risky's Revenge Director's Cut on PC, Switch, and Xbox. Have either of you played Shantae games? No, but I, I am familiar. I'm a big fan of WayForward, but I've not touched this. Oh, so Risky's Revenge, I think, is the first one I ever touched and i played it on um on like an ipod touch and then i played the other i think i've only ever played them on mobile devices actually because they they're they work really well for it but um but yeah rissy's revenge is really good and i think the latest one was was the latest one half genie hero or ah damn i wish i knew but anyway, yeah, I'm assuming this is like just a a fancy console edition or a remaster or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but none of that matters. Tennis World Tour 2 also comes out on Switch. That's uh, only fuck. on Switch? Ah, oh, fuck. Switch is the only <laughs> console that can handle it. The, the most recent Shantae game was Seven Sirens. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm I am behind on them, but that yes, I forgot about that so, one. Yeah, uh Rescue's Revenge is the second game in the series. Okay. So maybe they like remade it or pre I, I don't know what the director's cut is, but it's weird to re-release it 
it must be this popular one, but it was very good. Yeah, I mean, Tennis like... World Tour One was not very good, though. That <laughs> so, what's up? Wow. Were you saying something going on? I think that yeah, my yeah my my internet is bad. I think you completely cut me off. I was like, I'm I was sorry. About to, I was I was gonna say, uh, Risky's Revenge came out in 2010, so it's like a 10 year anniversary. Oh, that might be it. And okay. like the gap between the first game and the second game is like eight to eight years. Oh wow! I don't even know how. Yeah to play the first one like i don't know where i would find it i'm looking up the director's cut if my internet problem becomes too bad for us i really apologize i'll try to be quiet this episode so i don't talk <laughs> over everyone hey um, i'm just upset that i'm just upset that you're disrespecting fucking tennis world tour 2 <laughs> and the boss Boss, I apologize, boss. But freaking suck it. Um, (laughs) and (laughs) I got I got it through. I think I took it out of GameFly and then actually bought it from GameFly just to have it because I wanted a tennis game. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think two looks any any better. But I'll I'll. Uh, try not to shit on it anymore. <laughs> Next up, we have Crown <laughs> Trick. <laughs> we have Crown Trick on PC and Switch. Oh, you got uh, shit to say about Crown Trick too? Demo of... <laughs> I think I do. I gotta run it into the ground. Um, Crown Trick. Yes, this is the one I got from a Steam demo and then never played. So that's that's my shit to say about Crown Trick. Wow. Uh, yeah i'm very i'm very bad at this um but nhl 21 is a good game it's gonna have that uh retro mode that alan's excited for so that comes out on ps4 and xbox we're getting to the end of the list i promise you it's almost this is almost done you came here for news and we're just giving you tons of games uh but nhl 21 i'm certain will be good as will hopefully Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Have either of you seen this thing? It looks wild. Oh, yeah. is that the toy one? It's like, yeah, it's got an RC car built into it. It's wild. It lo- it looks crazy. I'm just I'm gonna look it up. I'm getting lost in pictures of it. Um, apparently pre-orders went up and it went out of stock almost instantly and I did not think it would sell that well but it's Nintendo so of course it did yeah I um, saw uh, Warrior64 tweet about how it like orders back up and then like two minutes in, in, in the span of like two minutes it immediately went back out of stock yeah easy um, but But yeah, it's it looks really cool, and I thought you had to use like your phone, but it's actually a Switch game. Um, but I had I, I I try to not get super excited or think that these things are cool or like gimmicky. But Nintendo does them so well, and I was so that I I feel this is just gonna knock it out of the park. So 
all you need is some space in your house and uh you can you too can have a mario kart circuit in your own house uh so then we get postal redux on the switch of all places which is i think the first postal on on switch or am i wrong that it's not the first one it is okay i just i i don't i don't, I don't understand why it's coming to switch yeah it does seem it's an odd place and an odd time, but there's actually a lot of like postal stuff going on right now. They announced a new one coming that may or may not have been VR. I can't remember. And then um, that latest one, which I think is postal four is doing well. So yeah, there's as a lot long of... as it's, as long as it's, as hatred doesn't make its way to the switch. We're all good. <laughs> let's put hatred on switch. Uh, yeah. Let's not, let's just forget about hatred entirely. <laughs> and uh, we can do that easily with Zoid's Wild Blast Unleashed on Switch, which I know that Raul is really looking forward to. He can't get enough of that Zoids. How dare you put words in my mouth? <laughs> right, buddy. <laughs> That's slander. Is that slander or libel? That's one. I'm going to sue, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's defamation. Thank you. Weird, weird thing about Zoids, I was expecting like a game about like nerds like Willy Wonka nerds and I got a game about like like Gundam like Transformers they look like freaking holy crap this game looks badass is this like I, an uh, anime or something I for some reason my first thought was the Noid yeah that pizza guy yeah <laughs> yeah Zoids <laughs> Wild is apparently an anime Um. Yeah. Okay. But yes. Was it? Did I have I talked over anyone again? I'm. I'm. I apologize. Um, oh man. <laughs> but if not, uh, we will move on to. Sorry. The I'm news. Da Yeah. I am deep into this Zoids wiki. Holy shit! Continue. He's <laughs> 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 getting all excited. It's like a Netflix, a Netflix anime. But that time has passed. We are now on to the news. Yeah, as Alan just said, and we shall get to it with our first story, which I will take. Crucible has been killed by Amazon. I know you're all very saddened by this loss, but all five of you, all five of you. And I didn't even put when I played that game, I didn't even get past the tutorial. Like I didn't ever see any other players. But supposedly, this game, if you're unclear of what it was, was a uh, a free-to-play multiplayer shooter uh, published by Amazon. And uh, it reached, where where's my number? 25,000 concurrent players around the launch. That was its peak when it launched back in May. And it only managed uh, concurrent players in the hundreds throughout most of June. Um, this game... Ha, then it kind of continued to be rocky um Jul- in july amazon decided to put it back into closed beta to address player feedback and then it was uh i guess it was put back on the market though i i don't i didn't revisit it after that i don't believe 
And uh, yes, this week we found out that on November 9th, just over five months after its launch, Crucible will seize operations for good and its servers will be shut down. Uh, Amazon's Relentless Studios team explained that they uh, they they gave this quote. They said, we very much appreciate the way that our fans have rallied around our efforts and we've loved seeing your responses to the changes we've made over the last few months, but ultimately we didn't see a healthy, sustainable future ahead of Crucible. We'll be transitioning our team to focus on New World and other upcoming projects from Amazon Games. So, yeah, this is not a very good uh, start for Amazon's game division. Apparently, they also canceled a game in 2018, which was a sci-fi fantasy sports title called Breakaway. They canceled it while it was still in public alpha, and I never even heard of that game, to be honest. Excuse me. Um, But yeah, they currently have a game called New World, which is a MMO in the works, as well as that um, that Gollum game, right, is from Amazon? Um. I'm Gollum. I thought it was Amazon related, but maybe it's not. No, all the games I'm looking at, or I'm seeing, like Airport Mania, Air Patriots, Simple Zoo. <laughs> classics, know. instant classics. Every one of them. Like these have some. The names of these sound like bad sci-fi or bad just bad just have bad titles <laughs> tofu for tofu fury oof tales from deep space these are all games from amazon games that were on the amazon app store oh wow they have more than i thought um but yeah when you go to the amazon games page you get News about New World and then that Pac-Man game that they're bringing to Twitch soon. But other than that, yeah, it's a it's it's a bleak future for Amazon. Though New World does look pretty good, I think. But yeah, I mean, we were we were talking about <laughs> I was I was just thinking about things we were talking about at the start before we started recording. Um, but yeah, we were saying that nobody played this game but me, correct? crucible correct okay um i thought its characters seemed like humorous in the way that apex or um not really overwatch not really valorant i don't know apex probably has like the the most humor really um in its characters but i i don't know i thought they seemed fun but we'll never know we'll never know more of course you can probably you can still play this through november 9th so feel free to give it a shot but just don't get too attached and um yeah hopefully new world is better though it was delayed recently into spring of 2021 so we'll have to wait longer to see how that goes but rest in peace crucible we barely knew ye moving on Raul, I think you have a story about your favorite company to talk about. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, here we go. So he begins. Wait, am I doing the Microsoft one? 
Yeah. Okay. Give me one second. Let me bring this. Oh boy, here we go. So. So excited. <laughs> this comes from GameIndustry.biz. Says new Microsoft Store principles take dig at Apple. Um. Give me one second to look this over real quick. <laughs> you want to get all that sweet info deep in your holes. Wow, this feels petty. <laughs> oh, no. This feels really petty. Hold on, okay. <laughs> I didn't that? read it, so I'm excited. Uh, yeah, so it says that they have new favorite... Microsoft specifically has new fairness principles for the Microsoft Store on Windows 10. And at least half of them are almost certainly inspired by its ongoing differences with Apple, which seems petty. Uh, The 10 points are designed to promote innovation, fairness, and competition on both the Microsoft Store and Windows 10 in general. Um, Microsoft Vice President said, We and others have raised questions and at times expressed concerns about app stores on other digital platforms. However, we recognize that we should practice what we preach. Uh, here are the so there's ten principles that they released. Here are the five that seem to be like they're taking a dig at Apple. First one says the promise that Microsoft will not block competing app stores on Windows or force developers to distribute through the Microsoft Store. Oof. Uh, as president even notes that third-party app stores such as Steam and Epic Game Store are available, offering developers different revenue shares, and that is its. And that its first four principles are designed to preserve this freedom of choice. The second one says the promise not to block an app based on a developer's business model or distribution method. This principle even specifies stream content, undoubtedly a comment on Apple blocking both cloud gaming on Xbox and Google streaming service Stadia. Yeah, this is really petty. The third one is the promise not to block an app based on the developer's choice of payment method. The fourth one is the promise of reasonable fees that reflect the competition we face from other app stores on Windows. And the fifth one is the promise to hold our own apps to the same standards to which it holds competing apps. Wait, so like the first one was regarding having apps on its store which is something so, about like the xCloud thing. And then the are ones that were like shut digs about Epic kind of about fees and payment. So, okay. So this was the promise not to block an app based on the developer's choice of payment method. This is a thinly veiled reference to the Epic versus Apple dispute, which started with direct payment options being added to Fortnite in order to avoid Apple's 30% fee. Um, and there's a promise of reasonable fees that reflect the competition we face from other app stores on windows which references the 30% commission that like Steam and Apple and that seemed to be the norm until Epic started. Wow. Picking up dust. Crazy shit. And then uh, we promise to hold our own apps to the same standards to which it holds competing apps. And it says about that what Microsoft has previously observed that Apple treats gaming apps differently to those in other sectors. This principle also follows comments from a former App Store director claiming that Apple Arcade violates the same principles blocking Games Pass and Stadia. 
technically yes, but with Apple Arcade, I believe that they have to partner with Apple. Like they allow Apple to publish it. So technically they do take cuts. Like you can't just say, oh, I'm going to be part of Apple Arcade and then just put your game up. Like you, you have to then kind of publish through Apple, whereas a console release would publish through a different company. Yeah. This just seems, this seems real petty. This 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 seems like a, this seems like Microsoft is calling out Apple on their Twitter.com levels of petty. Games industry shit is just high school. There you go. It's absurd. There you go. <laughs> We're back in it, baby. We're back in high school. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking... Alan, thoughts? Well, Apple kind of needs people in their put in their place. Like they're yeah, like they're. I'm just, I'm not gonna come out straight out straight like come out straight up call them Nazis, but a lot of people are just ha- will happily take buy their Apple products despite. Basically, just the horrible people that work work that work there. And yes, that include that included Steve Jobs. But it doesn't include that one guy who had that one statement about Epic Games one time, and we sympathized with him. Yeah, yeah. He he was sweet. <laughs> that was a kind man. But yeah, Steve Jobs kind of a kind of a tool. You know what this is like for me? It's not so much that like I'm on Apple side. I'm neither. I'm on neither of these companies' sides, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> but it's more like it's like that. I just hate that it's Epic doing it and the way that they're doing it. Like it's it's kind of like that that Hard Times article. I think it was a Hard Times. It might have been the Onion. That's like <laughs> the worst person you know just made a great point. <laughs> <laughs> Like remember, damn it! Yeah, I remember that one. Why did it have to be epic? Why did it have to be Fortnite? Why you gotta make me empathize with Fortnite? <laughs> oh my god! This isn't the only fucking Apple and Epic story that's on this list. No, no, there's more. One of three. There's more pain coming. <laughs> well, if we. If we don't have anything else to say about that one, maybe we'll uh, move on to something a little, well, hey, it's sad. Still sad. But uh, we'll come back to you, Apple. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Boop. Okay, so. There are laughs going on, going on at um, GameSpot and the CNET Media Group as well, like, or everything, everyone in the CNET Media Group family. So, as you guys know, uh, Viacom CBS sold um, the, C- the CNET Media Group to Red Ventures. And 
like or the they sold them for about 500 million and this includes a giant bomb this includes uh metacritics obviously seen that game game spot And the Giant Bomb subreddit has been doing a great job of, like, keeping a list of who's been, unfortunately, hit, struck by this. So, Anyone from Giant Bomb? No, uh, there was actually a... a um, there was a... What, what was it? Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a site called thelayoff.com where people can not anonymously post like stuff about job cuts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I'm really, I'm just saying this whole thing makes me angry because two comments or like comments out of the, the like seven to ten comments or posts, one of them is like finally Giant Bomb dies. Um, maybe Giant Bomb will be will finally be free from Abby. Abby. Another one saying bye, Abby. Finally, Giant Bomb is good again. Yeah. Man, it just yeah. shows how how like the worst people. Like, if you if you put something up and say if you have absolutely you have absolute privacy or you have absolute like anonymity, that was put the worst things up. Mm-hmm. But going to the the giant bomb subreddit. Uh, some of the, some of the are the layoffs include Jess McDonald, who is a host slash producer at Gamespot. Edmund Tran, who is a Australian editor and senior producer at Gamespot. Uh, Tony Wilson, who is a producer at Gamespot. Uh, Ashley O, Will Fulton. And yeah, this whole thing is just really just wrong. And like the rest of the the rest of the people who have been affected have been from either or been mainly from TV Guide. So I'd say yeah. something I'd say something snarky, but <laughs> no, this is Yeah, this sucks. And I'm re- I'm really glad that 
like that or this whole thing is supposed to go from or is that going from the ninth to the thirteenth, which as as Grain said at the beginning of the episode, we're recording this on the twelfth, so we don't know what can happen from now until tomorrow. So also I think this is episode twenty three. Yes, this is the twenty third <laughs> episode. <laughs> There's my something snarky, but no, it's uh, it's very sad. It's never okay when people are are laid off, and there's uh, lots of shit going on in the world currently. So you have to be like, oh, it's understandable, but I mean, sometimes it's not, and sometimes it sucks a lot. So yeah, our hearts, so... hearts go out to you all, especially especially Giant Bomb, considering they're a big part of what we do. Yeah, and, and as for GameSpot, I'm hoping uh, Josh Mobley, former former co-founder of the site, I hope he he is hasn't been affected by this. So. Yes, hopefully everyone is 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 okay and in good spirits. And and I suppose I will get us out of this hole. Yeah, because I feel very <laughs> deflated. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know. I forgot I had the next story, so I'll just okay. Yep, yep. I will bring us out of here. Let's let's uh, throw down a rope in the form of Microsoft working on a browser-based XCloud app for iOS to get around Apple's restrictions. Oh, how lovely! So, um, as we've talked about quite a few times in past weeks. Uh, Microsoft is having trouble getting its xCloud service onto Apple Apple stories. We also kind of just talked about this in Raul's story. Um, but yeah, Apple is saying, hey, if you want to put your games on our platform, you have to go through us. You have to make every game be its own app, essentially. And we get, oh, I'm sorry, I hit my mic. Um, and we get uh, some portion of that profit and that's pretty shitty, but hey, that's Apple sometimes. And so that has kept xCloud to strictly Android devices. Um, also Stadia, same same deal. However, this week we have heard that Microsoft is currently working. Um, also, possibly Stadia is doing this. Um, where Where is the... My, my article I'm looking at. Okay. According to a Business Insider report, um, Microsoft has reportedly informed staff of a plan set to become a reality in 2021 that they will utilize a web browser and completely avoid the App Store altogether. And Phil Spencer also said, quote, we absolutely will end up on iOS with Game Pass which is a uh, a daunting statement to make but i think that that's hearing hearing phil spencer of all people say that kind of instills this uh yes we're going to do this in in people's hearts so i i have no doubt that he's going to make this happen um but yeah they we don't really know anything other than the fact that um this is probably going to happen and it's probably going to make Apple upset, but um, 
yeah it makes me it makes me interested in like is a through a web browser but apple owns safari so could they keep that from being usable or is that not doable Mm. like i i wonder like you would have to you would have to use an internet browser that is default on i mean i guess you could go through like chrome but still that's apple there is a chrome app yeah so maybe there is maybe it is a, a good workaround um just finding a way to not have to charge people for the launcher essentially but yeah, I'm I'm obviously very excited about this as an Apple user and someone who's interested in though I don't believe cloud gaming is the future, I'm interested in seeing its possibilities. I actually just had my mom dug out dig out an old Android phone, um, one of her old ones so that I could try the game cloud X Cloud game cloud. Um and I've been struggling with that for a couple of days because it just won't work for me. But it's an old phone, and I have a newer iPhone, so I think it would work as long as it can work. But yeah, um, anyone else excited about this news? I I'm I'm a fellow Apple. Yes, guy who who regrets being loyal to Apple. <laughs> As someone who literally was just talking, literally, uh, literally just talking shit about Apple, you're an apologist. I think. The two no, I'm a. Po- I'm a. The apologist. two of you are both traitors. We <laughs> are in a war for the rights of gamers everywhere, and you're canoodling with the enemy. What are you, an Android user? No, I also have an iPhone. <laughs> I was about to say, like, are we going to get court marshaled? No, I'm Is, right there. With I'm you. bringing you down to the station. No, but you're an anti-apologist right now. Yeah, that would make you the opposite. Um, I'm I'm behind enemy lies. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> He's a turncoat. Get him. But uh, but I yeah. <laughs> We will have to attempt this xCloud thing once it uh, comes to fruition. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm very tentative about all of this and seeing if it even, like, if it does anything, if it works, if it matters. I, I have nothing, no idea what to believe. But yeah, here's hoping it goes well. And they also mentioned the uh, Luna from Amazon also has a web-based solution. So um, as I said in the chat, I signed up after last week's episode for the Luna access. Um, so I'm hoping that I'll get to try that out and it'll work. But yeah, we'll update you with more news on this situation as it comes. But keep your keep your eyes peeled. What's next? Uh, I will take this one so Raul can yes. oh, <laughs> okay. flip the script. Oh, 
well, here yeah. we go. You got served, brother. Or you got swerved, brother. <laughs> he got swerved. Okay, oh, so a new PlayStation Store is launching this month, and it is leaving behind the PS3, PSP, and PS Vita. So according to a push, push uh, Square report, Sony's getting ready to launch a new PlayStation Store experience that will be available on the web and on mobile. And even though it's very slim on specifics, the report says Sony alerted developers that the new store will be going live later in the, in the month. And the new store's library will only include PS4 and PS5 games. So PS3, PSP, and Vita will be will have their their own stores. So uh, this experience will not will not bring uh, themes, avatars, naps. And shouldn't affect like things you already own on the platforms. Uh, Wishlist that whole process will return, but your exist the existing wishlist will not transfer over. So. get how that works i don't get how what any of that means so like your ps4 wishlist will just stay on your ps4 essentially yeah but if i go to the website i won't be able to see it no until i make a new one that's ps5 centric no they're basically just like they're updating it but to focus, like, but right now the current the current store is PS3, PS Vita, PSP, PS4, and they're gonna it's gonna switch to PS5 and PS4. Okay. So the old the old stuff will still be there. Like your PS4 wish list on the old store, on the old current store, will be will still be there. Okay, but if there's Vita stuff on it, they won't be there. No, you you just won't be able to to bring the PS the old wish list to the new store. Gotcha. I I don't get why they still haven't implemented the, the whole gifting process that Xbox has. Because they're not very smart, and now they're backtracking on like everything, so they're gonna be in an even worse spot. Yeah, so the TLDR for this is just disappointing. Agreed. 
and it's it's just funny like the the gifting thing is funny because it's from a company that prided itself on being like oh you want to share a game with your friend just hand it to him <laughs> and then it's like but we're not gonna let you gift them and we're also getting rid of your wish list because go fuck yourself yeah someone uh messaged me on facebook recently like a while like earlier like a month or two ago asking if if it was possible to gift games on ps4 and yeah i just i just you had to crush their dreams yeah and it just it just made it made me angry as well because it's 2020 hell yeah preach sister what'd you just call me (laughs) i mean boss man (laughs) i mean sir (laughs) i said Uh, preach sir but the internet cut out so that that's it i never would have called you sister Don't fire me. <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to get at is like it's 2020. The PlayStation has been around for over 20 oh, has been over around for over 25 years. And just the simplest things can't be done can't you just hook up an emulator that'll let me put my spider-man ps1 disc into my ps5 and let it play it's that simple i mean there could be i mean just talking about what you're trying to get at (laughs) I think there there has I mean you guys remember the PS3 the brief period where PS3s could had backwards compatibility Mhm yeah like you could put in a PS2 disc or or PS1 disc and then it would work Mhm <laughs> yes like it's not that hard to do No actually I don't know I I, I should be saying this I I have no idea what like what in reality, it could be a very difficult thing to do this. So I feel like when people talk about that, like, why can't I just put fucking uh, J- Space Channel 5 in my, uh-huh. my Wii U? Why doesn't it work? Uh-huh. So <laughs> many people clamoring for that, yeah? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, I think it's a lot more complicated than, than we little weasels like to think it is but that that is very much like uh people on youtube in the comments who's clamor for like a 30 year old show to come back even though half the cast is dead oh okay mister i'd love to see smallville return technically it did it did did happen Why can't I just put my Smallville DVDs in my 3DS? Why won't that work? Yeah, why won't that work, though? Hold (laughs) up. (laughs) Man, if Alan could get his Vita to play Smallville and Star Trek, 
he would we'd never hear from him again no if i could if i could find a way to just put my my palm over my star wars books and have it be narrated i'd just be i'd be off the grid living in a cabin somewhere <laughs> they don't have star wars books audiobooks no i'm talking about the old stuff oh okay he's talking about that non-canon shit yeah, wait, no, they do have those audiobooks because I remember on the comedy button, Anthony used to listen to those. To like Legends audiobooks. You gotta get no. on that. It's a treasure trove. I'm talking about the, like the. Like, I digress. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? No, I'm looking at my clock realizing it's 1055. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Raul's got to take us back into hell for a moment. Only like 8 o'clock here in the best coast, so. <laughs> He's got all night talking about Apple. I got, I got all night, baby. Oh, God, I'm not going to do that, though. I value <laughs> my time. Um, I know this is going to shock all of you. <laughs> but there's actually some part of this article that made me very happy. Oh, wow. Uh, this comes from Venture Beat. Epic loses court bid to force Apple to reinstate Fortnite in the App Store. Now, here's a very, very specific, because they two things happened here that I had to wrap my head around. So Epic Games had done a request, like a formal request, to force Apple to reinstate Fortnite on the App Store while the proceedings were going on, right? Like, hey, make Apple put it back on the App Store so that it's on the App Store while we do this whole fight. Which, fair. Um, the federal judge denied it. However, what they did approve was permanently granting an order that stops Apple from removing support for Unreal Engine because they kicked Epic off the App Store, right? But because Unreal Engine is a product of Epic, they were also in the process of kicking out every single game and app that uses that runs off of Unreal Engine off the App Store. So they stopped that. So everyone who has a game on the app store that runs an Unreal Engine, they're fine. Apple can't remove them. At least they can't remove them just for being a part of Epic, right? So um, let's be real is a large majority of the the app store. Yes. Any of the good games, anyway. If it's not if it's not Unreal, it's Unity, but it's mostly Unreal. Yeah. Um. I should say big games, not good games. Sorry. Sorry, there's a lot of good small games. Um, I need to clarify here. Epic can still reinstate Fortnite on the App Store. They just need to take away that little direct payment thing that undercuts Apple. That's all they have to do. And then Apple, and then Apple has said that Fortnite would be back on the App Store even while this all... 
do get out on the court, but Epic's being a little bitch. Um, Epic Games released a statement. said, Epic Games is grateful that Apple will continue to be barred from retaliating against Unreal Engine and our game development customers as the litigation continues. We will continue to develop for iOS and Mac under the court's protection, and we will pursue all avenues to end Apple's anti-competitive behavior. Um, and then Apple defended its position in a statement. And I feel like now Apple are kind of overselling themselves here with this statement, but this is what they said. Our customers depend on the App Store being a safe and trusted place where all developers follow the same set of rules. We're grateful the court recognized that Epic's actions were not in the best interests of its own customers and that any problems they may have encountered were of their own making when they breached their agreement. That's all well and good. I agree. This is the part where I'm like, okay, maybe calm down a little bit, Apple. They go on to say, <laughs> for, for 12 years, the Apple Store has been, or sorry, for 12 years, the App Store has been an economic miracle, creating transformative business opportunities for developers large and small. We look forward to sharing this legacy of innovation and dynamism with the court next year. It's a bit much, Apple. But (laughs) it says Apple contends that it's not a monopoly as it faces competition in every market, including gaming. That's fair. They also filed a counterclaim alleging that Epic could easily put Fortnite back in the store without the unauthorized payment system and that any harm is a self-inflicted wound, which is true. Uh, there's also a bit here where I'm like, oh, this this is the part that made me happy. <laughs> uh, so Epic has been arguing in court, right, that the biggest place, uh, their probably biggest base, their biggest platform was iOS, right? Um, they said that in in court, that they've seen a 60% drop in daily active users on iOS since Apple cut off access to the App Store. Uh, in a hearing, the judge grilled Epic's lawyers on why they thought Apple's market was so unique when Fortnite appears in plenty of other places where it has to pay a 30% fee. The judge said, in quote, If we look at the video game industry of which your client is a part, 30% seems to be the industry rate. Steam charges 30%. GOG, Microsoft charges 30%. In the consoles, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, GameStop, Amazon, Best Buy, all charge 30%. Your client doesn't. Where is the lack of competition? (laughs) It's just so beautiful. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) They're right. Um... But wait, is is Fortnite available through Steam and GOG? I thought it was just uh, Epic Game Store. No, but they're talking about like they were just mentioning all the competitors. Okay. Like all yeah, all their different competitors all charge thirty percent. So what is it like? They've gone after Steam before, but not in the way that they've gone after Apple. So what is it about Apple specifically? It's almost like maybe because iOS was their biggest platform. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's just more back and forth bullshit between the two of them. It says a jury trial might begin in July of next year. Good God. Uh, 
Oh, July. There was a point in there's a point in this article where they said this fight could go on for years, and uh, it feels like it already has. Mm-hmm. Um, then it it ends with a point that says to lobby against Apple. Epic has created a coalition for app fairness. With other notable critics, including Spotify, Tile, Basecamp, Blix, Deezer, Blockchain.com, Skydemon, ProtonMail, Skibsted, I think is how that's pronounced, the European Publishers Council, and the Match Group, which, I mean, I only recognize two of those things. So. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell are these apps? Well, wait. I know Deezer. Deezer is a, uh, I guess, a music thing, like a Spotify. And then what else was there? Now I have to find the list. Well, uh, Spotify was one of them. Spotify, Tile, Basecamp, Blix, Deezer, Blockchain.com, Skydemon, ProtonMail, Skibsted, or... Sh- no, I'm going to say Skibsted. Chibsted? Chibsted, maybe? Yeah. The European Publishers Council and the Match Group. Wow. So Spotify is going after Apple now? Fuck me, dude. I, that 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 scares me more than anything because I've been trying to like fight back Apple Music's advertising for years because I hate Apple Music compared to Spotify. But God, if I have to freaking if I have to go Android because of Spotify, <laughs> this uh this high school dramas oh my god like taking it up a notch, isn't it? And the funny thing is, it's almost like Fortnite won't be relevant in a couple of years. If this thing goes on forever, what if Fortnite like dies out before <laughs> before this shit even wraps up? This is gonna be one of those like it's gonna be like Romeo and Juliet, like two warring families that have been duking for like years, but like it's been so long and so many generations that we remember why the fuck they hate each other. They just hate each other. <laughs> And then one employee from fucking Apple and another employee from Epic are going to fall in love and it's no, going to be forbidden. The, the Romeo and Juliet of that would be if Epic made like a smaller game like uh, EA makes it smaller things and it shows up on Apple Arcade. And like they somehow make some kind of agreement where they can like publish a smaller Epic game through Apple, but that's it. That'll be your Juliet. Oh fuck! I'm I'm writing this down. Hold on. <laughs> and then they kill Issa. They kill themselves in the end. Um, and they, they shut down production in the end. Yeah. And Apple burns it all. Um. But yeah, it's just it's always fun to revisit that story. Um, Is it so? What's going on? Yeah, it's always good Is to it? hear. Is it though? <laughs> we have one more story about that in a couple of minutes, but. Uh, First off, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, I can't fucking read this without thinking of your song. But anyway, Bug Snacks. <laughs> I, I, okay, I can't take credit for it because of fucking Matt Rory from Giant Bomb is someone that tweeted this out. Oh my god. Wait, what did Rory tweet at? Uh, here, I'll look it up. That's what I was thinking before we started. Fuck's next. All right, I will. I will vent while you go. Oh, yep, there he, it is on the tweet. Uh, yes, no, no, that's not. It's like our house in the <laughs> middle of our street. It's like that, but instead of our house, it's bug snacks. It's bug snacks <laughs> in the middle of our street. 
Oh my god. So Bug Smacks is a game <laughs> coming to the fucking uh like everything except Xbox, apparently. It's coming to PC, PS4, and PS5. And uh what started as a meme has now kind of shown up being like genuinely an interesting looking game that a lot of people are really looking forward to. And uh we have gotten a release date. So it is, as we know, a by the developer Young Horses, developers of Octodad. Uh, and it is coming out November 12th, which is in time to be part of the PS5 launch lineup. Which is honestly a pretty cool thing, because we also this week lost the medium as an Xbox launch game. So... PlayStation gained one, Xbox launched one, and that kind of helps them in their favor. Um, however, it's not a next-gen exclusive, or really an exclusive at all, because it is coming on P- uh, PlayStation 4 and PC the same day. Um, it will be $25 USD. Um, the PC version will be available exclusively in the Epic Game Store. And mm. you can currently pre-order it at a 15% discount. Um, and I'm not going to go through all of this. However, they um, we learned that pre-pandemic, the studio gathered together a group of industry veterans and they all recorded in the same room simultaneously, which is cool because usually with any kind of voiceover work, you do it separately. But it's kind of cute, the picture that uh, Polygon has of people um, recording their VO together. But... Yeah, some of the names, they released quite a large list of uh, industry veterans. Some uh, some of them being Yuri Lowenthal of Spider-Man fame and Robert, Roger Craig Smith of Sonic the Hedgehog fame. And, uh, Deborah Wilson of Jedi Fallen Order and apparently Mad TV fame, though I had totally had forgotten about that. Um but yeah, there's a lot of names from a lot of different games on this list, and it's shaping up to be quite a cool game. So, um, anybody else excited about this one? How can you not be excited about Bugsnacks? Have <laughs> you seen them? I know, they are very cute. Um, cute and horrifying at the same time. But They eat them. <laughs> they eat snacks, but they're also they bugs. And they're all over the street. <laughs> Just <laughs> little all of our street, yeah. Bug snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh that's bug snacks. And uh and yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Let's get back into Epic versus Apple. Oh, can we go back to Bug Snacks, please? Can we just stay in Bug Snacks? This is the official Bug Snacks podcast. Are we stay in the beautiful land of uh, what the fuck's it called? Snack land? Snack? Hold on, snack. Uh, hey guys, welcome to the the for the inaugural episode of the Bug Snacks podcast, where we bug, we snack, and we just have a grand old time. Snack Tooth Island is the name of the uh, <laughs> the, the venue that you will be playing in. I'm sorry, for a second it sounded like you said Naktu and I got very distracted. Naktu Island. <laughs> Naktu Island, yeah, baby. <laughs> He's back, baby. He's back. Oh my god. Okay. No more no more dodging it. <laughs> oh my god, when they're gonna put Nak and Smash. Um <laughs> He's a me fighter. 
No, fuck you. Put some respect on my Obi Nack's name. Oh my and you make him an actual character. Okay, I have some bad news. What? Uh, Phantom Zone AD After Dark uh, number 75. The official Bug Snacks stand podcast. So we can't. <laughs> the Shit, unofficial. Done. Unofficial Bug Snacks podcast. Yeah, the, we're the unofficial. <laughs> We're the, the cover, we're the cover band. Yeah. The opening number, if you will. <laughs> um. Oh, God. So we got to go back to fucking Apple versus Epic, yep. huh? Yep. Uh, according to Games Radar, <laughs> Epic's legal action against Apple may have significant and serious ramifications for the rest of the gaming industry. Um. Yeah, it says a judge investigating the ongoing dispute between Apple and Epic Games has revealed that regardless of the final judgment, the feud is likely to have significant and serious ramifications for the rest of the gaming industry, including Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft. Um, that judge said, indeed, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft all operates similar walled gardens or closed platforms. Oh, I'm sorry, not that same judge, but the judge presiding over the case said... Indeed, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft all operate similar walled gardens or closed platform models as Apple, whereby the hardware, operating systems, digital marketplace, and IAPs are all exclusive to the platform owner. A final decision should be better informed regarding the impact of the walled garden model, given the potential for significant series applications for Sony, uh, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Um, Epic Games. Whoa. That's a weird way to put that. Epic Games averts that the iOS platform is unique from other gaming devices. Specifically, Epic Games argues that gaming consoles and computers require electrical outlets and separate screens that thus lack capacity for mobile play, which demands portable, battery-operated, and cellular-connected devices with built-in screens. Wow, we're getting already very specific in this court case. (laughs) What is a computer, really? If you really think about it. He continues, yeah, Epic Games... Repeatedly ignores the discussion of gaming laptops, tablets, and the Nintendo Switch, all of which can be played in a mobile fashion. These devices could have significant overlap with the iOS platform in terms of the ultimate consumer. Again, however, at this stage, the record does not contain sufficient information to determine whether such other devices are economic substitutes or merely complementary to iOS devices. So I guess the big question here is, is an iPhone considered a console? No. Because then if it's not a console, why is a Switch considered a console? The Switch is a console. This is where it grays the line. A Switch Lite is not a console. It is a handheld device. A console needs to be able to be plugged into something. To that extent, I am saying here, a laptop is not a console. (laughs) It is a handheld device. No, no. Have you ever tried holding a laptop? They're kind of heavy, dog. Well, I feel like it has to have. Okay, it has to have the ability to be. Oh, but fuck! Because you can technically put a a phone on a monitor, but you can't put a switch light on a monitor. So in mm-hmm. that case, a iPhone could be a console. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I'm making this. 
I'm making this whole argument and I kind of zoned out where the argument is. So I don't know why I'm fighting so hard to figure out what this is. Are they saying that they can't get mad if it's like a console or it's not? No, I, it, the, the, the basic gist of it is that uh, it's that they, it goes back to that thing that the judge pointed out that I mentioned in the previous article. That's like, oh, um, what's so like? Why are you going after Apple so hard when all the other platforms charge the same? It looks like Epic's argument is, well, this is different because it's mobile. So the argument now becomes, okay, well, what's the difference between mobile and consoles? Hmm. Like you're playing the same game on all of them. So what's the difference here? And that's why it's like, once they come down to that determination about what constitutes a handheld, what constitutes a console it's going to have ramifications for the rest of the gaming industry most notably the three the big three gotcha um yeah look at what you did epic <laughs> look at what you did epic. fucking rub their nose in it look at what you did bad epic <laughs> sucks this whole week is just full of stories of <laughs> it's kind of shitty story. Bug Snacks is literally the only light in the darkness here. Bug Snacks is the only light in my darkness, let me tell you. Oh my god. Well, Raul, you are safe now for the rest of the week from Epic and Apple Pain. And but you and I learned of a new story earlier that brought us both very much sadness, and Alan is going to let us know what that is now in our final story of the night. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> That's what we thought, too. Okay, so... So, uh, Level 5, the developer of games such as Professor Layden, um... Yokai mm-hmm. Watch? Yokai Watch, Nino Kuni, Inazuma 11, has virtually halted its operations in North America, according to a new report. So, GamesIndustry.biz is reporting that both Level 5 and International America and their spinoff office, uh, Level 5 Abbey, started to scale back its operations last year, citing multiple sources familiar with the matter. The report suggested that, that this included laying off the majority of staff at both offices with the, an estimated number of 10 employees being let go at each. There's no reason given for layoffs, but sources told or so, sources say said to GameCentry.biz that, that the employees were given very given every indication that the studio would be closing down with a much smaller team remaining to finalize any essential work left over. And at one source has reportedly said that there are no concrete plans for any more level five games to be released outside of Japan. And the last, the last title released in North America was snack world, the dungeon crawl gold at the beginning of the year. Not to be confused with bug snacks. 
And while a local, while a Western localization for Yokai Watch has been promised previously, uh, nothing has actually materialized. So, yeah, the week gets worse. Yeah, that was probably the worst story that, like, kind of hit me. I, like, I know Raul was upset about Leighton. I was upset about Yokai Watch because I was just, I don't know, I just love that property a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's very sad to see that happen. So, um, hopefully they reconsider. Okay, I'm going to petition any billionaires listening. Huh? Buy the shit out of, or buy the buy a, a large effing majority of Unicuni, Yokai Watch, Layden, spe- specifically Layden Brothers Mystery Room. Oh yes. So there. there I mean, technically, this could be this is the equivalent of signing up for like a free trial of something with five different times with five different fake emails, <laughs> just to show them that there's demand. Yeah. God, Leighton Brothers Mystery Room was so good. I didn't know anyone else played that. You like that game? Yeah. Oh God, it's fucking. Mm. Leighton is a good franchise. That's like uh, maybe the only one I've really played. But, oh man, you gotta go back to the basics. Gotta go back to the OGs. <laughs> I jumped on that train late because I jumped on a DS train late and never got around to playing them. But so yeah. delightfully British. <laughs> That's gonna be weird that it's like you you're making a game that's so delightfully British, but you're like, yeah, no, fuck the West though. How would you do that? Imagine if fucking Microsoft made uh, Fable and we're like, we're going to release this everywhere but the UK. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Oh my god. Well, boys, was that it for the news? Yeah, but to say another thing that I think would fit with what Roll's saying, it'd be like EA putting out uh, an NHL game saying, this can come out in anywhere but Canada. Very true. Yeah, right. Even though we developed this in Canada. <laughs> we're we're making it wait, it's our only export. Our main export is NHL games. And we don't utilize it at all. But then like we would have to have some shitty Americanized version of NHL and we would fuck it all up and they would get that. Very yeah, I mean, sad. does EA hold? Does EA have the license, like the exclusive license for the NHL games? I would assume so. Because I remember, like in the early early to mid two thousands, like that, I there were a bunch of like third what? party shovelware ho- hockey games for like Xbox. So EA said on Twitter. 
as of January 12th, 2017, there's no exclusive rights. And then they also said, yeah, okay, there are no exclusive rights held by EA for the NHL license. There is nothing stopping anyone else from making a hockey game or acquiring the NHL licensing. That dog is very upset that anyone else could steal the NHL right from under them. Well, that, that dog heard you, and I think it's, I don't think it wants <laughs> the great, the great, great uh, NHL franchise to leave uh, Electronic Arts. Yes. They should, it should just continue on forever. Um, All right, guys, I'm announcing my new Kickstarter right now. Uh, help me buy the rights of NHL from VA. <laughs> Make our own fucking hockey game with blackjack and hookers. God damn it! You should uh, raise money for it with a cover of "It's Bug Snacks." It's a fundraiser too, and we'll sell it like we are the world, and then we'll get money <laughs> to buy NHL rights. Yeah, along um, with that, with the hashtag "Pucks Across America." Yeah, yeah. That oh man, I can see it now. So anyway, there's nothing in Vendelineation or G4 Resurrection this week, and my thoughts, I had a thought on Remember This. Um, I was going to be like, hey, let's talk about Uncharted for a while, but literally I'm wicked tired, and I'm sure Alan's feeling it as well. So... It's talking about, it's fine over here. <laughs> you're just going to, we'll, we'll just leave the mics on, you can talk about it forever. Just make sure you tell Craig to leave. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the only um the what I thought was a nice remember this little thing was that uh our patron saint of the podcast, Jeff Grubsnacks, um uh-huh. wrote a tweet out today. Um hold on, let me see if I can pull it up. <clears throat> he said Medal of Honor is now a retro game. It debuted October twelfth, twenty ten. So happy 10th anniversary to the worst Medal of Honor in the franchise. Um, Whoa. Yeah, wait. No. no. Go for it. <laughs> I was going to say the, the, the worst PS, the, the PSP ones. Wait, they, they were bad? There was only one good um, Medal of Honor PSP game. The other ones were bad. Same same goes with the the uh, Brothers in Arms PSP game. Honor Heroes. I feel like I played this. Uh, no, I, I played the Call of Duty for PSP. That's what I'm thinking of. Black Call of Duty, am I right? Got him. <laughs> Brothers in Arms D Day. That wasn't good. No. Oh. Yeah, I like how you can look back on these and just know, <laughs> like, just from gameplay, you could just be like, "Yeah, I can tell this wasn't good." No, I, I could, <laughs> I, I could just tell back in back in the days of like when the PSP first launched in like oh five oh six. Yeah, just uh, going through like looking, picking, looking at the the box art for the games at, at uh, the local Fye. <laughs> Rest in peace, Fye. Still got him. Not not on Long Island. Oh, like they're all gone there. There, 
meant okay so when i was a t- like a youngin <laughs> there were in like a there was a shopping center and there was like a there was a blockbuster and fye right like right next to each other okay and i frequently would just either look at stuff at fye go to blockbuster or vice versa uh-huh. I bought so many crappy MP3 players at FYE. I, and that has I, been Remember This. <laughs> yeah, remember MP3 players? No, but uh, but yeah, happy. I, I just want to retract my statement that... Uh, <laughs> that medal of honor was bad because i think that one was actually okay medal of honor warfighter was bad and that was what killed the franchise for no, eight no. years okay War. good I, I thought you were gonna say that's what killed the franchise no no period no, for cause... eight years until this upcoming vr1 which is by uh respawn and is gonna fucking blow the roof off of vr as we know it yeah i'm you throw a fire pan and nazis <laughs> I'm worried I'm be, uh, that I'm going to be bad at playing the piano. You're already fearing for your piano life. <laughs> like I just suck at it. It's going to be so good. God damn that game. Oh, Medal of Honor VR piano speedrun. Any percentage? <laughs> oh my god! Give us a piano playing VR game. Yeah, I think I think Emma tried to like tweet something like tweet sympathy for like he's. I think he. he Something along the lines of, like, this comes out on my birthday, but I don't have a VR, like, a, a VR device. Oh. Or it's not coming out for PSVR. Oh, Emmett. But I told him that how, like, the, I think it was either the PS5 uh, disaster episode of Players Club, where I just told him that straight up that the that the Oculus Quest 2 is is going to be out, I think, now. Uh, so. Comes out the 15th. Yeah, this week. So Yeah. Also, there is a VR piano game called Concerto. I don't know how to get it, but it looks terrifying. So, I think I hear the rumor mill. <laughs> She is loud and she is obnoxious and she has only one story this week to tell us. So how about we listen to Alan, who is our resident translator of the rumor mill, and he can tell us what she has to say. Okay, so. According to uh, the. Uh, let me see. According to the Xbox Era podcast, there is at least one more acquisition Microsoft has to, or Xbox has to announce. And uh, one of the hosts. Of the, po- of the podcast says that 
he got told the Xbox like the Xbox has one more acquisition to announce, but it hasn't been told if it's only one. And they had Tom Warren as a guest in in the episode. And uh, so the what they said on well on the topic of acquisitions. So Tom Warren says it feels like they're going to try to announce another one acquisition acquisition soon. That's just the impression I get. And Ed says. I know that there is at least one. Like I did get told there that there's at least one more, but I didn't get told who it is. But yep, there's another one. So maybe it is the life of strange people. What? Maybe it is the life of strange people because haven't people been clamming for that for a while? I uh, think that's yeah. yeah. I I brought that up to Emmett when we were talking about. The but the, like in the wake of the Bethesda stuff, and I realized that, like, I was like really excited for it, but just remembered that Microsoft would have to buy the IP from uh, Square. Oh, true. Hmm. Square does own that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel so. Then what would buying Don't Nod get them? Just the team? It would get them the team, but they could just they'd be they'd be able to say from the from the award winning team or developer or studio behind Life is Strange. Tell me why. And Twin Mirror. Twin Mirror, uh, Vampire. But no, Don't Nod didn't. Oh no, Don't Nod did do... Okay, so it's always hard for me because they're all Don't Nod, but there's different studios within them. Yeah. Okay. Like, Remember remember Me? Was the Tell Me Why, right? I I, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that's that's probably a good shot for them. Um, Especially, I don't know if Tell Me Why did well. I I have no clue anything on that. Um, I would hope it did because it's great. But um... uh, the the other studio that was being mentioned, or that was being thrown around in this, was Asobo, who is now very famous for Plague Tale. Oh. And Microsoft Flight Simulator, apparently. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and the game, the racing game Fuel from 2009. Oh, yeah. That one was pretty good. They also did Connect Disneyland Adventures. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Raul's gonna fucking bust. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, yeah, give me that Ratatouille DS game. Ah, oh, bees. <laughs> and Garfield, the tale of two kitties. That's it. Th- th- I can't take any more. <laughs> they also did ReCore, which was that Xbox One, like, near launch game. Oh, no, it wasn't a launch game. 2016. But still, that was a big one, too. Oh, oh yeah. well, they did Up. They did the Up video game. Ah, bees. <laughs> Uh, 
okay, uh, yeah, let's let's end this because my leg is getting. I think my sciatica is sitting in something. Oh first. no! Oh boy! Okay, well, uh, so we're getting to the point. This this is my great uh, make or break it moment because I've been terrified the whole time that the game, the show didn't record. So hopefully this records. Um, and uh, that I, that has been uh, the weekend news podcast. Uh, I have been your host, Graydon Webb, joined again as always by Alan Muir. Thank you for coming back. No problem. This is my. I was going to say this is the my pride and joy. This podcast. Really? Yeah. And we get to share it with you. And Raúl Contreras, thank you, sir. I'm so clamoring for a knack and smash. <laughs> Stack and snack and smash. Bug <laughs> snacks and smash. Oh no! We gotta get the fuck out of here. And uh, snacks and knack <laughs> and smash. There's a there's a uh, tongue twister for you. And yeah, Ugnack. <laughs> and be good to each other and stay safe. Wear your masks. And uh uh Alan, give us that blessing. I'm the Podfather, and you have been blessed. Thank you and good night. See ya. This has been a VGU.tv production. For all of the hottest hot takes and other opinions on video games, music, and a lot more, tune in to VGU.TV.